Hi, it's Garen with Shamrock Roofing and Construction. Need a new roof fast? Consider Shamrock Roofing and Construction. Our rapid repair team will get you a quote within 24 hours and will always repair before we replace. One call does it all. Shamrockroofer.com. Player, coach, pain in the ass. <gasps> He's done it all on the gridiron from South Bend to Arrowhead. From football on the radio, back to football, then more radio, then a little more football, and now radio again. It's Tim Grunhard on the program. We talk Chiefs football here in the uh, program. Tim Grunhard, the, uh, the football insider, the life coach. Um, Chiefs Hall of Famer, all-around swell guy, uh, Tim Grunhard. Uh, he carries all of those designations and carries them well. Uh, he's proudly brought to you by our friends at Twin Peaks, TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. To find the location nearest you, see their incredible made-from-scratch menu. Uh, you can go right now uh, and enjoy a 29-degree draft beer. Get the man size. That's what I get when I'm there. Uh, I would recommend it. Uh, go check it out right now. Independence, Olathe, and in the Northland. Best happy hour in town? It's at Twin Peaks with TVs everywhere and the most scenic views anywhere around. There's a reason why we say eat, drink, scenic views. It's all at Twin Peaks. Let's welcome Tim Grunhard to the festivities. Timmy, how are you, sir? Well, I'm a, I'm a bit sore. I just got done uh, doing my combine uh, G25 reps and uh, pushed out about 32. And uh, a little sore, but uh, getting ready to stretch out and get my 40 going. You, you did not. Could you do 32 at two and a quarter no. right now? How many How many could you do right now? Right now I could probably do 10. How many did you do uh, when, you, when you went to the combine? I think I was, um, you know what, and you can find this out, um, because I, I think that there is actually – the stats even go back that far, Seren. So I think it was about 24, 25, something like that. Adam said, um, wait a minute, Adam says he's got the number. He didn't, he, 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 he gave himself one more. He got 23. There ah! That's pretty good. Uh, I wouldn't, yeah, it wasn't I'd brag bad. about it. Wasn't bad, wasn't bad. You know, I actually had a fairly decent combine. Um, you know, the crazy thing is, and this is how, I mean, this is a typical grunty deal. So uh, my agent at the time was Steve Zucker uh, out of Chicago. And then when I signed with the Chiefs, I w- walked into the facility over at the Chiefs, and there was Tom Condon. And uh, Tom was one of the guys that I was my original uh, agent that I wanted to go with. But my dad, uh, being a Chicago cop, wanted a Chicago lawyer and a Chicago agent because if he screwed me around, he said, I'll find you. You screw my son around, I'll find you. And I'm not going to go be chasing anybody around the country to find them. So you'll be right here in Chicago. So we went with Steve Zucker. and So, really so, so your, your father wasn't a detective then, huh? He was a, de- he was a detective, but he didn't want to go chase anybody down anywhere <laughs> but Chicago. He was a detective, and, and his detective skills ended at the Chicago borders. So uh, he wasn't going to go anywhere else. But uh, So I uh, met with Tom Condon, and, you know, uh, Steve Zucker was like, "Hey, do you want to uh, drive down and get you know you will give you will pay the pay gas money or whatever to get down there, or do you want to fly?" And of course, I'm like, "Well, I'll fly." So I flew from South Bend to Indianapolis. How dumb was that? Uh, that's yeah, that's about as bad as it gets. It is. It was really dumb. It took me longer to get to the airport, get through security. There was security back then, not quite like it is now. 
there was security then, and by the time you know you got on the plane, and everything else, it was about a you know a two hour uh, trip uh, with the flight and everything else, and you know going through the airports and the, the drive down there is only about an hour, hour and a half, so pretty dumb. But I did have a good combine. Uh, I was one of the guys that was a, in a triple though, which uh, that means that one of the nights I had to sleep on a cot. Uh, we all three of us rotated. One guy from Syracuse, I can't remember his name, and uh, an Italian kid. And then another uh, guy, I think he was from, um, I think, Michigan State, named Hitchcock. Uh, so uh, I was in a triple. It, it isn't as glamorous. It wasn't as glamorous back then as it is now. I mean, it wasn't on TV. And, you know, there wasn't uh, uh, the kind of coverage and everything else that there is now, and that's just the way it is nowadays with all sports. I mean, heck, it's, uh, I mean, wall-to-wall coverage with just about everything. Uh, but I uh, had a good combine, which really helped me, I, I think, in the draft. And I, ta- I think we've talked about it before. Um, you know, I think I really did well uh, when I sat down with the Chiefs, uh, Marty Schottenheimer, uh, Carl Peterson, Howard Mudd, um, Joe Pendry, uh, and I think Kurt Schottenheimer was there too because I knew Kurt when he was uh, uh, at Notre Dame for the my freshman year. He was a coach at Notre Dame, so I knew Kurt uh, from there. So you know, I had a little bit of comfort level there. Uh, but yeah, I had a good good uh, good visit with them. They right. on the board, talked about all that kind of stuff. So it was good. But yeah, the combine's going on right now. So once again, the NFL is. Uh, brilliant because there's always something going on in the NFL. There's always something to talk about, Soren. Yes, there is. And and let's talk about the comments of Brett Veach uh, today. In fact, um, yeah. just go ahead and fire it up. Let's play it again so uh, uh, Grunny can hear it. Give me uh, which one is it? Which one's the one where he talks about we're going to use it on one or the other? Is that two or one? Two. Uh, this is uh, Brett Veach earlier today when asked if they can keep both Chris Jones and Legarius Sneed. That's always. Um a stress. You'd like to be able to tag all the guys and pay all the guys, and it's tough because the more you win, I mean, the more you got to pay players. And obviously, when you have this amount of success, you're, you're paying a lot of players a, a lot of money, and then it's equally as tough because you're drafting late. So there's challenges. Um, we'll go through them, and we'll always put our best foot forward. Certainly, want to do what we can to try to keep both those players, and that's going to be our goal and intent. Uh, hopefully, we're able to figure something out, um, but. Every free agency is different, unique, and crazy. And so, but our, you know, it, we do have one tag, and I anticipate probably using it uh, to help us. But I think our goal is to try to get both those players done and then work down the rest of our roster. So, you only have one tag. I anticipate using it. Uh, I'm, yeah, he's, they're not putting like a, the linebacker numbers astronomical, so it's not going on either one of the linebackers. Uh, I don't think they're putting it on Mike Edwards. I don't think they're putting it on Donovan Smith. It's, it's pretty much comes down to it's either Legarius Sneed or, or Chris Jones. And based upon the websites right now, they don't have enough cap room to put it on Chris Jones. So it almost right. has to be Legarius Sneed. And that's even close too, because I think what are they about eighteen and seventeen and change, about eighteen million. I think with the, with the bigger number, they're at like twenty nine, and okay. he would count like almost twenty million against the cap if you put that tag on him. Yeah, but, so let's put our GM caps on. Uh, you know, obviously we're sitting in our meeting um, right before they go down to the combine, because you know obviously they're going to talk about the draft and who they're going to look at and what positions they want to address and. And all that kind of stuff. But obviously, free agency comes up, and the, probably the first thing that came up was Chris Jones and Jerry Sneed. 
you know, yeah, you, you're saying that, that you want to keep both. Obviously, you want to keep both. I don't think it's very realistic, and I think that he knows it's not very realistic to be able to keep both. Uh, you're going to have to franchise one or the other. Uh, I think franchising, we talked about it last week, Chris Jones at $32 million is just way too much, just way too much. But, you know, you got to say that, though. You have to say, hey, listen, we're going to try to keep everybody. We want to keep Chris Jones around. I just don't think it's feasible. I, I believe in the back of their minds that they think that he's probably going to be gone. Well, so uh, what, what, what did you hear there? Did you hear GM speak that he didn't want to, you know, piss off his fan base? Did you hear a guy that's, you know, maybe already working the trade market and so wants to put the vibe out there that he's going to keep both those guys? So if you want him, you got to come through me with some kind of deal? Or did you hear a guy that's basically just telling you exactly what he wants to do? Keep both those players. Get them, get them both long-term contracts. Contracts that would clearly have to be backloaded, creating cap issues down the road. Uh, what, what, what did you take away from those comments? You know, I, I don't want to take the easy way out, but I think you heard a little bit of both. Uh, I think that, um, you know, I think that they would like to keep both. Hell, I, th- I mean, every, you know, everybody loved to keep Chris Jones and Lejarius Need. I mean, that's a no-brainer. But the reality is that you can't. Uh, and then secondly, I think that, like you said, I think it opens up some possibilities with some trades. The teams think that, hey. You know the Chiefs are going to, um, you know, find a way to keep Chris Jones, and uh, but they know that that they're willing to move him for some draft picks or or maybe even a player uh, that they're open for that too. So um, you know, I think it's all part of the, the game. It's a big game, guys. It really is. And, and um, right now, I think Chris Jones and Lejarius need to hold all the cards. Uh, the, the Chiefs are going to have to find a way to. Um, Wow, I don't, I don't agree with that. You really think they hold all the cards? Like, I think no, that, I mean, I, I, I really don't. I think Chris Jones, you know, Chris Jones is going to get paid. He's going to go somewhere and going to get paid. Um, so, if the Chiefs all of a sudden say, "Hey, you know what? We're not going to franchise you," he's going to go out in free agency, and I believe that in free agency he's going to get paid. Uh, here's a guy that's, you know, been the leader of a defense, a reasserting defense, a defense that just went out and won Super Bowl, and basically was the reason for it. Um, you know, he's a dominant football player, made all his, you know, he had his personal, um, uh, lack of a better word, goals to make, you know, the million dollars on sacks, million dollars on the Super Bowl, and all those things that made him. So, uh, you know, he's a guy that is driven and can find a way to, to uh, um, you know, succeed uh, and keep playing. So, yeah, I mean, I think that I don't think the Chiefs have a lot of cards right now. I, I think both of those guys, the Jerry needs, you know, went, went on Twitter and went on interviews and said, listen, they're going to have to pay me or I'm gone. So, you know, the only way they can keep him around is with the franchise tag. Uh, so I think with Legarius, they probably have a little bit more, a little bit more than maybe an ace in the hole for him. But I think with Chris Jones, I think Chris Jones, um, you know, he's going to dictate what he wants to do. And, you know, listen, he may want to say, and say, hey, I want to be legendary, win three Super Bowls in a row. Nobody's ever done it. And I want to be a part of this team. And I'll, I'll take a, a one-year or maybe two-year contract and, you know, you know, give me a big signing bonus. But, but I, just don't, I just don't see that happening. Maybe it's semantics, but and maybe it's just because I'm much more willing to walk on anybody than Brett Beach and the Chiefs are, but... I, nobody has any juice on them. They're two-time defending champions. They, you know, they, I guess Chris Jones is a guy you could be like, well, you haven't won it without him. You know, yeah. I mean, he's he's one of the handful of guys, him and Kelsey and Mahomes. But 
to me, if Chris Jones won't, like, I, this, let me put it to you this way. If you're Brett Beach, did the season Chris Jones, and, and you obviously couldn't find a contract, couldn't find a, a middle ground for a contract last year, did the season right. Chris Jones had make you willing to give him more money than you were willing to give him last year? Man, that's that's a really good question. Well, let um, me ask you this. Was Chris Jones any better this year than he was last year? No, no, no. I, I don't think he was. No, and I don't I think don't. I don't think he was quite as good, to be honest with you. And now he's a year older. If you're Chris Jones, did the season you had make you any more willing to take less than what you wanted last year? But be- remember, beauty's in the eye of the bill. I know, but I'm so so. Put your put yourself put your Chris Jones eyes on and take a look at it. Are you willing to take any less based upon the season you just had? Hmm. Uh, if I'm Chris Jones, I'm thinking. Listen, I just won a Super Bowl. Uh, I was one of the main reasons why we did so well, and uh, which was gonna... all true last year too. That nothing is new on that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Chris Jones is uh, is uh, devaluing his work to football teams right now. Not yet. Yeah, now, he may. As, I mean, look what happened in baseball. I mean, look at with the the Boris Four or whatever it was. You know, they're sitting out there right now. They all wanted two hundred million dollars over five or six years. Nobody wants to pay them. They thought they could have. They thought they were going to make it, and it didn't work out. Now, whether the NFL is going to do the same thing? I mean, can you see the Raiders? Can you see the Chicago Bears? Can you see the uh, the L.A. Chargers? Uh, when Chris Jones all of a sudden a free agent throw a big big number at him to get him on the well, team. Yeah, yes, of course, yes. I, th- I think that goes without saying. But I think we we first, you know, because like uh, to put a franchise like uh, let's say they maneuver some things around and they actually yep. have the room to put the franchise tag on him. Uh, my, my point is, I, I don't value Chris Jones any more today than I did last year, which is I value him a lot. But I don't see any reason for Chris Jones to ask for less. He was willing to sit out. He was willing to, you know, play hardball last year. I don't know why it'd be any different when he's now a year older and has one less year of earning potential. If anything, I, I could see perhaps he softens because he realizes, wow, I really thought they'd break. They didn't break last year. We had to scramble around, and yes, I got almost all the money back when it's all said and done, but we had to go win a Super Bowl, and it, it was really close. And I barely, I had to push myself into playing a game that otherwise I wouldn't have had to have played to get my money on my sack total. You know, yeah. I, I, I could see him going, okay, if they'll offer me what they offered me last year, I'll take it. But if I'm the Chiefs, I'm not even offering that because he's a year older. And, the, yeah. and, and football is a young man's game. It, it Big people play longer and play at a higher level longer. So I'm more willing to do it for Chris Jones. I, I got no interest, frankly, in putting $20 million in, into Lecherius Sneed. One-year deal, uh, you think you can maneuver the cap to where you're going to have him for one year and then walk next year? I mean, I guess I'd listen to that, but I, I, I don't understand it. I, I, for, for, like... All the things that made them successful were walking on. Part of it was walking on Tyreek Hill, walking on Orlando Brown. It's time to walk again this year. Brett Beach's job never gets easier. He has to draft well. They have to sign well in free agency. It, 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 it doesn't change because it's you know one of the guys with three rings. Right. You, you make the tough decisions and move on. 
No, no, absolutely right. We talked about it last week, and, and we're on the same page. I, I just, I do think that Chris Jones, there's some value out there. I think there are teams that would uh, give him a, a nice contract if, if he all of a sudden became a free agent. Uh, and I also believe that the, you know, the Chiefs are not going to have an opportunity to put him on the franchise tag. That's just way too much, and they're just not going to do it. I just don't see that happening. I would like to see them go ahead and, and franchise Snead and you know keep that secondary intact because it's a strength. And listen, you know, you, if you're going to look at okay, where are we at with this team right now? You know, our secondary um, is maybe one of the best secondaries, and they're all young guys. So you try to keep those guys around as long as you possibly can. Like you said, some of the linebacker guys, whether you're going to be able to keep Gay around or re-sign Tranquil, you know, there's only so much money going around. Obviously, the salary cap just went up a little bit. So there's a little bit more room. But if you're looking at just the defense, I think you're saying, hey, listen, uh, our defense right now is the arrow is pointing up. The secondary is good. The linebackers played uh, very, very well. Uh, You know, the defensive line was productive. uh, And, uh, you know, we got a lot out of, um, 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 our, our, our edge rushers, and we got, we got some production out of Chris Jones. Carl Loftus had a, had a nice season, so, you know, we have those guys locked up. But the whole thing comes down to you only have a certain amount of money, and what, what I'm hoping the Chiefs will do is they got to make it easier on, on Patrick Mahomes. Um, and listen, well, how are you going to do that when you blow it all on these two? Well, that's, that's my point. Yeah, I mean that's that's my point. I just don't I don't see them doing that because I think that they got to find a way to make it easier. In fact, I think that that season took a toll on Patrick Mahomes mentally and physically, but more mentally than anything else. And the people that I've talked to over there, there was a lot of frustration at times, and uh, you know he he was being the professional he is. He kept on sawing wood and kept on studying and kept on doing it, and kept on being positive, but it took a lot out of him. I think that they need to go out and find. And in and, and free agency, you need to go out and find a wide receiver. Go get somebody that uh, can help you out right away that you know that's going to be a productive uh, 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 part of your offense right away. You know he's going to be that. And there are some guys out there. And then I think you go in the draft. And, you know, so if we have our GM caps on, we're talking about Chris Jones, talking about Legereus Sneed. We're not going to be able to keep both. Can we franchise Snead if we do? How are we going to find some money to find a free agent in the wide receiver position? Because I think that's the way they need well, to go. And, 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 and I think even more so, like, if you franchise Snead the same way they franchised Chris Jones back in 2019, didn't get anything done until the eve of training camp. They had the franchise tag on him last year, didn't get anything done, period. Why would Legereus Snead play it any other way? Now, the one answer would be, well, Chris Jones didn't get a deal last time, so maybe he'll come around and sign a longer-term deal beforehand. But if you're putting the tag on him thinking you're going to get him signed to a deal, he has the maximum leverage while he's taken up the $20 million in room because he knows you need wideouts. He knows you need linebackers. He knows you need a safety. He knows you need defensive linemen. And so the longer you have to go holding that $20 million is the longer you have to wait to actually get out and use that money. Yeah, so I mean, I, and I and I do think that if if Snead does uh, sign a franchise deal, uh, it'll be a pillow deal. It'll be just a one year deal, and um, and then they'll move on from that, from there. So um, you know, is it worth it for him to be on one more year? I think that defense it is. I mean, I think that defense is was solid. You want to keep those guys around as much as you possibly can, especially if you're going to lose Gay and maybe another couple guys on the defense. 
Uh, and you're probably going to lose Chris Jones. So um, with that, I mean, that, that's well, I mean, and for all those reasons, I, I'm like, we got to score more points. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, no and, matter what, you're going to be losing talent from the defense. So why are you going to overpay to still be worse? And leave nothing left to go after the offense. You remember when everybody sat around during the Dick Vermeil era, and I would sit here and and it was like, "We got to draft defense. You got to draft defense." I'm like, "Well, you need to draft some offense because Tony Gonzalez ain't getting younger. Brian Waters isn't getting younger. Will Shields isn't getting younger. Willie Rofe isn't getting younger. And what happened? They drafted defense, defense. Everything was about the defense. They signed Kendrell Bells, and because we got to make the defense better. And all of a sudden, one day their offense was old as dirt and sucked. And how did it yeah. go around here? Not well. Like, it's still an offense-driven game. Like, I, they won how they had to win, but the way they won is not the blueprint on, yes. on how to do it. And so I don't know why you would, you know, wash and repeat something that you know was the most improbable of championships. They, they had the massive fortune of winning a title in a year in which their team was constructed wrong. <laughs> take that take that lesson, take the title, and go, okay, we, we got lucky this time. Now we're going to build it the way it should be built. Just like Andy Reid said in uh, the press conference that he had, I, 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 I forgive me if it was right after the Super Bowl or maybe it was down uh, in Indianapolis at the Combine, and I, I saw him doing some kind of interview, and it said that, hey, you know, what's your secret to success? I mean, why you guys have so much success and why, you know, you've been in, you know, Super Bowl, you know, four out of the last five years, and he said, well, Get a good quarterback, um, and obviously Patrick Mahomes is that quarterback, and you have a good quarterback. and And last year, I was taxing on him. That was a tough season for Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey's not getting any younger either. Yeah, so, yeah. We're gonna make sure Steve Spagnuolo has all his toys, but we're gonna piss well, off the franchise quarterback right. along the way. Like, no, I'm out on that plan. Uh, I mean, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna franchise one guy. Uh, I think you franchise. See, that's, if, if that you ask my opinion, I think that that would be the guy that I would if I was a GM. And then I think the same thing. I I try to find a way to get Chris Jones on the team, but I, I just don't see it. Well, happen. let's let's, let's play it that way because you brought up a good point with like the Raiders and the Bears. Yeah. I I don't think that I right now I don't think they can franchise him. They they could do some things and get there, but I I, I don't think they're going to do it. So which means he's going to get to the open market, right? And what do you think he's going to get on the open market? Yeah. Um, because I think that's one of the gambles the Chiefs are like, okay, go see what's out there, Chris. And and maybe you'll come back and be like, yeah, your deal. Like, had Orlando Brown, like they offered Orlando Brown more than what he got from the Bengals. And he got to the open market. We know that because he didn't sign right away. And then the first two days, which are the most important days in free agency to get signed, because everybody has limited resources and they blow the bulk of their cap in the first couple of days of free agencies. And Orlando Brown panicked and took the best of what was left and, and took the Bengals deal. Chris Jones lived through that. I don't know if his agents are smart enough to understand what all happened there. Uh, I, you know, I, I have no idea what the hell they do. But you know, he's going to get a look at the open market. And yeah, maybe the Bears are like, look, he's the missing piece. We got a defensive coach. Let's go get him. We got to get back in the playoffs. Our fans are going to riot. And so yeah, maybe there's a big offer, but maybe there isn't. Yeah. Well, that could be a good thing for the Chiefs. Yeah. You know, 
So, you know, I'd maybe let him get out in the open market and look around. I, I think that some teams are going to throw some money at him. Now, it might be the point where he, like you said, he doesn't like it, and, and then he misses the window. Uh, when you miss that window, that's, that's the great thing about the great thing and the bad thing about the NFL with salary cap. The great thing is that, um, that you know, uh, you, you can't overload and you can't have the, the rich keep getting richer and the poor keep getting poorer. Uh, you have the salary cap. Uh, which is a, you know, a, a negative for, for a lot of fans and a lot of players because you can't just go ahead and sign everybody you want to sign. So, um, yeah, so I think that's an interesting uh, point that you bring up that, and you're exactly right. You have about a week. I, maybe it's not three or four days. You got about a week and when a free agency really starts kicking in where that money is, you know, flowing out there. And if you miss that window of that week, and then the next thing you know, you're, you know, teams are locked up because they spent that money. Uh, you know, everybody's going to try to buy that shiny new toy uh, once uh, free agency opens up and whether Chris Jones takes that, takes the contract, and, and you're right, Orlando Brown, you're, you're exactly right. Orlando Brown kind of screwed himself because uh, he thought he was worth more and then kind of lost it on the back end. So, yeah, maybe the best thing for the Chiefs is say, hey, Chris, go ahead and, you know, look around and see what you can get. If you get a big deal, a you know hundred million dollar deal or something, you know more power to you. But you know, hey, this is what we can offer you. This we want you here. We, you're part of this organization. We'd love to have you be a chief for life. Uh, you know, be a part of winning you know multiple more Super Bowls. Uh, but you can go ahead and shop around, and see what you can get. Maybe he just won't get or doesn't doesn't get the kind of offer that he wants. And the next thing you know, he they find a way to get him back here in Kansas City. I don't know. Tim, so, but, but, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, you got you got time. I, I got a couple more things I want to get to. So can we take a break yeah, and, and come back? Okay, uh, let's do that. More, more, more. Oh, sorry, Tim. I I put Tim on hold. Uh, make sure I didn't didn't mean to cut him off there. Uh, let's take a quick break. I want to come back. I want to get into my my uh, my little offense plan uh, with Tim Grunhard. Uh, we will do that next here in the program. Tim Grunhard, brought to you by our friends at Twin Peaks. If you're looking for a great spot to go watch some UFL. That's right. That's just nice. right around the corner. Yep. Uh, you can do it at Twin Peaks with uh, TVs everywhere. Uh, 29 degree, draft, beer, premium cocktails served over ice balls. K, you know all about Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Twin Peaks is your spot for watching all the games. Go to TwinPeaksRestaurant.com right now. All right, the good sense. End of the hour answer. My headphones are weird. <laughs> it's my, my fault. Ah, good times. Live radio. How many schools have produced three 10,000-yard NFL pass catchers? Ooh, uh, Tim Grenhardt is with us, uh, brought to you by our friends at Twin Peaks. TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Uh, the uh, the happy hour. It's just waiting for you, people. 29-degree man-sized draft beer. It's at Twin Peaks, Independence, Olathe, and, uh, and out in the uh, Northland. Three schools, Tim. Mm-hmm. Three players with 10,000 yards uh, receiving or more. Uh, the U, Miami, would seem like a good one. They've got at least three. They've got four. Michael There's... Irvin, mm-hmm. uh, Andre Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, who am I forgetting here? Well, they... they, they... Reggie Wayne. Wayne. Yeah, that's one. Reggie Wayne. And sure. Sam Moss. Moss. Uh, the Syracuse, we've got Marvin Harrison and Art two. Monk. Okay. Two. One of, uh, uh, boy, one of nine schools with two. Okay. Yeah, I, I, think, I don't think my school had anybody like that. I don't know. Uh, Notre Dame has Tim Brown. <laughs> the schools that have two are Tennessee, Syracuse, okay. Ohio State, 
Jackson State, Georgia, and Fresno State. So there are still two schools that have three. One of the schools uh, produced USC? an all-time nope. One of the schools produced an all-time great chief pass catcher. Wow. Uh, one of the other other two from this school played a lot of a lot of yards for Andy Reid in a different city. Oh. And the third guy caught a lot of yards against the Chiefs and is still an active player. Uh, that had to be Houston. The Houston nope. game. Nah, no. he's a division rival. Oh, okay. Uh, Twelve school. What used to be? I'm trying to Keenan Allen. Or, uh, or no, you uh, got the guy. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Yeah. Hey, where did he go to school? I don't remember where he went to school. Cal. Cal. I was thinking Cal. Deshaun Jackson and Tony Gonzalez at the other yeah, two. Yeah, because I was thinking Tony Gonzalez. Okay. And another, the other school had a guy who played for the Chiefs in the late '90s, briefly. Um, known for not just a good, a good uh, play. No, he was on that '97 team. Was on the '97 team. Uh, Andre Ryzen, bad Michigan State. Michigan State. Wow. Andre Ryzen, Derek Mason, and Musin Muhammad. Wow, wow. interesting. Question. Yeah, I like Good that question. one. I like that one. Tony Gonzalez's birthday today. Uh, you know, it's their uh, 35th anniversary at uh, GoodSense. GoodSenseSubs.com. You can put an order in right now. Uh, during the month of March, they're going to have all kinds of different specials at GoodSense. Uh, make sure you remember the promo code WHB. You can uh, save throughout the month of uh, March as they're celebrating uh, 35 years. Locally owned and operated. Founded right there in Lenexa, Kansas. Uh, get you some GoodSense tonight. It's good food that makes good sense online at GoodSenseSubs.com, the app, a great way to order as well. As I mentioned, Tim Grunhard with us here in the program. Timmy, I, I don't think Michael Pittman's going to get the free agency. I personally don't want to wrap up a bunch of money in a 30-plus-year-old wideout and Mike Evans, which leads you know leaves the, the cupboard fairly bare on the free agent side of the wide receivers. Like Gabe Davis of the Bills, I think, might be the best option that kind of fits what the Chiefs do. And I'm not just turning cartwheels about that. So what about going out, you know, assuming that you don't have to, like, you're not going to be in a bidding war for this guy. But if all the running backs are going to get are one-year offers, um, what about trying to make a run at Saquon Barkley on a couple-year deal and have a one-two punch in the backfield? He's a tremendous receiver, out of the backfield. Uh, he's a bigger back. You know, Jerick McKinnon's a free agent. Clyde Everett-Hilaire's a free agent. Isaiah Pacheco's going into year three of four years of team control. Uh, what about what about adding another weapon out of the backfield? Yeah, I mean, we talked about it last week. You know, Clyde Everett-Hilaire is probably going to be gone. McKinnon's kind of probably going to be gone. And you might be able to find a guy like that and, and bring him in and, and – uh, um, it might be something he's interested in. Uh, obviously, Shaquan Barkley has been the workhorse for the Giants over the last, you know, multiple years. And uh, if he came in here, maybe he could be um, a guy that, you know, maybe 15 carries a game and, you know, five or five or six catches a game. And I don't hate that idea. Well, uh, let's be clear. I, he's better than Isaiah Pacheco. If they're both healthy, let me tell you, he's the better back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and and here and here's the thing though. Here's the thing. You know, anytime you add a really good football player, it's not a bad thing. And he's a really good football player if you get him at the right price. Um, you know, is a guy that uh, he's you know all indications are he's he's a, he's a good guy in the locker room, works hard, 
uh, you know, he was banged up and, um, you know, worked his way as fast as he possibly could to get back onto a crappy football team. So you got to give him credit for that. Um, uh, but, I, I mean, what, what, at the wide receiver position, you know, is Tyler Boyd a guy that you'd be interested in? Is Curtis Samuel a guy you'd be interested in? Curtis Samuel uh, I'd have some interest, but for the most part they usually go pretty young. On everybody, Samuel's you know at twenty seven and change as I'm, I'm thinking off the top the of my top head. Of that. Um, yeah, uh, you know, but yeah, Curtis Samuel would be a guy. But again, if the price is right, I don't think the Chiefs <laughs> need to overextend for anybody. See, the thing that scares me, um, you know, you're drafting thirty two. Uh, even if you draft a wide receiver at thirty two, you're still running into the issues with. Hey, listen, Sky Moore, God bless him. It just it didn't work out here in Kansas City yet. Maybe it will. I, I don't see it, but maybe it will. But you look at that room. I mean, you want to talk about stress on a quarterback um, with the drops, uh, the misassignments, uh, you know, not running routes correctly, uh, just, you know, just general not playing well. And now whether that was coaching or whether it was skill, I think we all have our opinions on what, what, it, what, it, what it was, and I think it's probably a little bit of both. But you're going in with Justin Watson and, and you know, Valdez Scantling, if you bring him back, uh, you know, McCole Hardman, um, you know, uh, uh, Kadarius Toney, uh, Justin Ross. I mean, you can't do that. And that's why I think it, if, I, if I was the GM, put my GM hat back on again, uh, I would go out and see if I could find a – you know, uh, above average wide receiver as a free agent that you know that you can, you know, get, you know, 40, 50 catches out of. You know, if you look at the Chiefs, I, I, I have it written down somewhere, but I think what uh, Kadari, no, Kadarius Tony, uh, he had, let's see, Tony had 27 catches. I mean, listen to this. James had t- 10 catches. Skymore had 21 catches. Ross had six catches. I mean, that's just you, you can't live in that world. And if you you're right, I mean it's an offensive driven league, and you're right. And this team was put together and it willed its way because of good defense and and, and Patrick Mahomes, and you know obviously you know there's other guys, but th- th- those those are those are the entities that won the Super Bowl for the Kansas City Chiefs. So I, in, in my mind, I okay, I'm the GM. I'm gonna say, listen, we need to go out and get a proven wide receiver a guy we could bring in here. Maybe might be a guy like a Gabe Davis. I'm, just, I'm not a huge fan of Gabe Davis, but we've seen that he could be productive. Jennings could be productive, and then you know, then you go out, you draft it. And I think you have to draft an offensive lineman. Wandy Morris last year, hey, listen, he went out there it was a tough spot to be in. Uh, he played okay, not great, but I, I don't think he can go and live with both of those tackles next year. I just don't think he can do it. Uh, I think you need to go out and draft a guy, um, and you can get right now. There's eight offensive tackles. I think it was eight I counted in the latest mock draft that are going in the first round. So there is a ton of offensive tackles. You have six quarterbacks going. We don't need a quarterback. You have um, wide receivers going. I think are four or five, and there's some good ones. But I don't think you Chiefs can get one of those good ones uh, at 32. And uh, so you go out in free agency and you get a wide receiver and then maybe you address the offensive tackle position in the draft. I'd love to see him move up a little bit and get Joe Walt, but that's just me. Uh, they're well, not they got to move up you. more than a little bit. Yeah, they got to move up a lot. I know they do. Um, what about Justin Jefferson? Uh, there was some stuff that's been floating around, and I know it's pie-in-the-sky stuff, but I'm going to ask you, Strand, because you are a guy that loves lottery tickets. You love your lottery tickets, and I, and I love I love the Strand Petro theory of draft. I do. And I, we, you and I have talked about it for many, many years, so many, many draft shows together. 
and you like to have those draft tickets because you never know when you're going to hit. Uh, but would you trade your first-round pick this year, your second-round pick next year, and, and maybe Valdez Scantlin uh, or somebody like that to go? Who and is writing this crap? That's the, the same. We got to call. It. It's the second time I've yeah. had. No one is giving anything for Marquez Valdez Scantlin. <laughs> Nothing. I saw Twitter. I thought it was interesting. Now maybe you're right. Maybe I don't. I don't think the Chiefs really have any particular. Maybe. Well, I mean, you can't trade Chris Jones if you really don't have him under contract, but. There you go. Maybe you can find somebody to trade. I mean, I, listen, I can see a scenario where the Vikings go, look, Kirk Cousins is leaving. We don't have the answer at quarterback. Uh, let me see what their cap situation is. If their if their cap situation is is dire, then I, I, I could see a scenario where they go, look, we got to completely reset. But uh, let's, let's, let's not bring up uh, Valdez Scantlin. I lost you at Valdez Scantlin. I, I think I had you on the hook for a second, just for a second. And then when I said Valdez Scantlin, you spit me out. All right, so well, um, I just don't understand. Like, what, what, I don't understand spending a whole bunch of time on something that's just never going to happen. Like, is somebody in Philadelphia or, or somebody in in New York who's Vegas talking about? Well, you know, what if the Raiders gave five first round picks? Do you think the Chiefs would trade Patrick Mahomes? Like, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. So don't do that. Like. But, I do, but I do, I do think I do think what you said is that they don't have the answer of quarterback. I think that they are in a position right now, the Minnesota Vikings, where they like to stack up some draft picks and maybe start anew. Uh, maybe that's a guy that they would move. I don't think it's beyond the realm of reality. Now, listen, I, I started the whole conversation with pie in the sky. So don't, don't – this is – I'm just saying, I just wanted to ask you this, and, and I know, uh, once again, that, you know, it's probably something that is – not going to happen, but is, is, let's let's stick with that scenario. Um, is there anybody that you would trade, or do you is anyone you think that there would be an opportunity to trade for that you can move a couple picks? And once again, I'm talking to the wrong guy. I'm talking about moving picks. I understand that. Well, no, I mean, but, I, I'm I'm all for you know moving up to get Patrick Mahomes was a great idea. In fact, I, I like your idea of moving up to get Joe Alt. Uh, I think that's a great idea. Or anyone that you believe is a franchise left tackle, uh, I, I would give up picks to go get it done. I mean, what I said was, listen, trade. What you read the report on Legarius Sneed real quick? The latest From one, that, Jeremy Fowler. Yeah, uh, Chiefs have informed Legarius Sneed they are prepared to use the franchise tag under open to consummate a trade off it if no long term deal is reached. Per source, Sneed is agreeable to the scenario, giving him a chance to talk with other teams while KC remains in play. I mean, so the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons are very, very interested in Snead, so that could be a possibility that they put him on yeah. the franchise. And, and, and I think that's great. And so if you, you can move him for draft picks, and if you walk on Chris Jones and get more draft picks in the 25 draft based upon him moving on, then I would be all for moving your 25 of first. You of course you would be. Yeah, that, that, that is, Go ahead. I mean, you, that, that's you. That, that sounds like you're the GM. That, that was something – I mean, you love to have – Multiple, multiple draft picks. I understand that, and I don't disagree with it. But um, yeah, that I, I think that's a great idea. I think you you franchise him, you try and sign him, you try to get him on a long term contract, and if it doesn't work out, you say, okay, well, let's let's go ahead and move you, and and before the draft, and see, and that's probably what they should do with Chris Jones at, at one point. They probably should have done that, but you know they didn't, and they won another Super Bowl. So I mean. 
it, we don't have a lot of credence on that on that theory. Um, Tim, you're the man. We got to take a break. Uh, Adam's freaking out. We appreciate it. We'll talk again next week. All right, thanks, guys. You listen to the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHP. Sam McDowell is going to join us from the Combine coming up next. Uh, looking at the signing dates for free agents for the Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. uh, we're about three weeks away from knowing who the biggest impact players will be added to this roster. But I think it sneaks up on everybody, but we had uh, uh, Hermit pull the dates for all the uh, you know signings in the Brett Veach era. Uh, Damian Wilson, uh, March 13th. Alex Okafor, March 14th. Anthony Hitchin, March 15th. Chad Henney, March 16th. Charles Menehu, March 16th. Jawan Taylor, March 16th. Justin Reed, March 17th. Mashad Breeland, March 18th. Joe Tooney, March 18th. Blake Bell, March 18th. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, March 20th. Mike Edwards, March 20th. I didn't realize he was that early. Um... Drew Tranquil, March 21st. MVS, March 24th. So pretty much we're going to know who they're going to add in about within the next three weeks. Yeah, and that because it, it opens on the 13th. So within the early, the early period, they're likely to make any kind of major, major move. Or do they go early and then maybe... You know, first, let's strike first, get the guy we, we really want, and then at the end, you know, kind of chill for a while, and then toward the end, try to get someone value who's no, I mean, still the, sitting yeah, around. Do they do that? The guys that are there, here are guys that have been signed June or later. Neil Ster- Sterling, Azur Kamara, oh, yeah. Carlos Dunlap. There's he was an effective player. Yeah, for sure. Tedrick Thompson, Morris Claiborne, Danny Shelton. Is I not forgot about all. Orlando Scandrick. Adrian Colbert, Daniel Kilgore, LaShawn McCoy, Stefan Wisniewski, that was in season in October, and uh, Jeff Allen, they brought in late in the 2018 season because they had some offensive line injuries. Yeah. Uh, that was in October as well. But, like, basically, long before the draft, we're going to know who their biggest free agent impacts are. Yep. And so, to me, and the DeForest... So they know, so they have, they could spend more time. All right, that's who we're getting for agent. Now we know what we're doing in the draft. Well, and I think the other, thing, the, the other thing I would add is, I looked up the date, where is it here, for DeForest Buckner's trade... That was like the last big uh, trade, and I can't find it. Uh, I had it. I must have done something over it. But uh, that came up on, like, March 9th. Wow. Yeah. So if you're going to move Legereus Sneed, then, you know, it happened on. Get, get cracking. Here, I got uh, it happened on. Come on, loading, loading. March 16th is is the day the story was up. This will probably happen on March 15th. So if he's going to get traded, it's going to be in the next couple of weeks. Yep. All right, what role did Don Ford play in the Lakers dynasty of the 1980s? Brought to you by Joe's Kansas City Barbecue.